What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the podcast, America is Blue. Uh, relatively excited to talk about a uh, Carabao Cup clash uh, tomorrow at the Etihad Stadium. Uh, Chelsea versus Manchester City. Uh, granted, the League Cup is the probably the least important of the four fronts that we are competing on currently. Nonetheless, it is some silverware. Uh, has importance in the English game. Uh, we will indeed talk about it. And as is per usual, Jay, you get the first word around here. Do you have any initial thoughts on the game tomorrow? Uh, Brother Josh, we got to embrace the pain, man. (laughs) We have to embrace the pain. Enjoy the suck. Uh, I think we're going to get throttled. Um, We just got whooped up by the offspring of Pep Guardiola. Same system, high press, just control spacing. They have everything cooking. I, I mean, dude, they could throw out their B team, the C team. Uh, I just, I, I don't see us coming away with this one. But listen, hopefully the boys show up. Hopefully we get a good effort out of this. And listen, any given Sunday, who knows? Not any looking given great for us. Not looking great for us. Oh, any given Wednesday, especially. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, but the, but the thing is, is I, I just, I hope the meat pies are warm, and I hope that the beer is cold, um, and I hope all the the Chelsea traveling supporters have a great experience. Uh, I am also not optimistic, uh, but, uh, you know, nonetheless, I will not ever raise the flag. So up the chels. Uh, we, we do have to keep a little optimism for the boys, uh, sending them into to some positive vibes heading into play. But, um, I'll, I'll start to head into, to, to some of the predictions, but, uh, no one proceeds, uh, you know, a, a positive outcome. I, I really, think that this is is probably going to be a little bit more in the throttling category and uh, a good lesson learned um something else to to take back as we consider uh our premier league status nonetheless we're here to talk about it um do you want to talk about who you think we're going to march out first we can start there yeah all right so Started off, obviously, we got Mendy in goal. There's no other choice. So, yeah, and, you know, this is funny. When you're going through this, just like a process of elimination. You kind of want to craft the best team or you want to see it. You don't have any choice. It's just like, all right, who do we have left? Like, who's sitting at the end of the bench if we can put it into these positions? The good news is, or potentially good news, we did bring up two youngsters. Okay, so they're going to be joining us for this one, Amari Hutchinson and Lewis Hall. I don't think we're going to be starting these boys. Maybe we will. I mean, who the hell knows at this point? Shout out um, to Lewis, though. I I, we, I do like Lewis. I like his ability very much. Um, if if there's an opportunity for for him to get a little uh, time on the pitch, this would probably be the time to do it. I just don't imagine it's going to be under the greatest of circumstances. It's impossible to read what's going on here. Like, like obviously, our, our our game against Newcastle for Premier League that has far more importance than what we're doing tomorrow. Indeed, you don't you, you don't want to get guys hurt. Everybody's got their eyes set on the world cup. So, I mean, what do you do if you're, if you're a manager who's struggling, trying to find form, I don't even, I don't know what the hell to do, but listen, I put together a lineup. Um, I think those boys might get some playing time, but I think it'll either be in garbage time or who knows, listen, if we're close and we need to sub somebody in and they have confidence in one of these guys, listen, at this point, I'm all for it. Anywho, um, I got many in goal. Back four, only choice we have. Can't do anything about that. I got Aspi. I got Trevor Chalaba. I have Koulibaly, and I have Kukurea. Uh, Tiago Silva gets a well-deserved rest. 
I mean, he does. And I was really actually hoping that we had a difference in opinion here. But uh, after the uh, not quite frankly very careful consideration, it was the literal uh, consideration of who we have available. I have the exact same uh, back four with Mendy and goal because in this war of attrition, in this war, in this war of attrition, well, that only means that uh, we're only going to get two out of the five uh, correct when the lineup sheet comes out. Uh, That that being said, I'll I'll take the reins and move up in the midfield because now I'm very interested. Now, now Hmm. I want to know I'm actually going with a, a midfield base of Zakaria and Carney Chukamekwa. If he's healthy, a deuce. Yes. Two man. Yes. Two man. Okay. Yes. Well, we're not too far off. This is annoying. Uh, I'm going with uh, Mount says he likes to play. He likes to play all the time to stay in rhythm. Okay. So throwing Mason Mount out there. He's going back to the midfield. I'm going with Zakaria. And I am also going with Carney Chukwameka. So three-man midfield. Okay. Uh, if I'm Garrett Southgate, I don't like this decision. But. Granted, I'm not the manager of the England World Cup squad. Who, so, said, who cares what Garrett Southgate has to say? That guy's a jerk. Uh, Sorry, uh, fair, I, fair I do enough. not like that man. You ready for the? You ready for the? You ready for this though? And here's the here's the me going for the glory. I'm gonna go with a three man uh, attack in support. I, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the, the crown jewel first. I am going to put your man. Armando Broja up top, of course, yep. supported by Hakim Ziyech, Raheem Sterling, and Christian Pulisic underneath him as the number 10. All right, so we're not too far off. I mean, I got a front three of Pulisic, of course, my man Armando Broja, and uh, and Raheem Sterling's got to play against his old mates. 100%. I well, mean, I, I think... A- Raheem, good, good, bad, or indifferent, he is going to want to play. Um, even though it's a it's a cup tie, he's gonna want to get out there. So uh, I think it's a hundred percent that he plays. Uh, I mean, I really do hope that that Broya is in there as well. I really want to see him get a run out. I want to see him play at least you know seventy five minutes. Let him let him let him get in there. And yeah. quite frankly, as a United States men's national team fan, I have some interesting Christian Pulisic getting some minutes. Heading into the World Cup, uh, I'll take him in the Carabao Cup. I'll take him wherever I can get him. Uh, I mean, so, I, I was really, really trying to find a place for Ruben Loftus Cheek in this team, but I just, I, I just couldn't find a place for him. I'm joking. I don't I think he deserves want. a place right now. Quite frankly, <laughs> I was totally joking, dude. I hope, I, I hope to not see Ruben for a very long time. And this is not a, a knock on on Ruben personally. It, it's just, it seems like he hasn't been meeting some of the requisite standards that we expect as certainly as it pertains to success in the premier league and in high, you know, European competitions, like, I don't know, the champions league. Dude, he, he's been with their team for a very long time. He's About 106 had, years, he's had I think. So many opportunities under different managers, under different regime. He's just not, he's just not up for it. He's got everything you want in the skill set. Like, like he's the, he's a big man. He's fast. He's good with all, but he just doesn't get it done. He just doesn't. His decision making in crucial crucial moments is piss poor. And even when we shift him off and he's played at other places, 
he's been pedestrian there as well. So, you know, again, I, I know we're, we're lacking bodies. We have to try to put this together, try to keep guys fresh. I totally understand that. But in a big game, I, I really don't. I, I'd rather see Carney Chukwu make out there. I'd rather give a guy a chance to see what they've got rather than going back to the well to see the same thing that I, I, I know what I'm getting. I could not agree more. And, you know, this isn't a knock on Ruben because he's an elegant footballer. He really is. But it feels like he's playing with a royal scepter in hand rather than, you know, trying to get his uniform dirty. And he's a last time I checked, you know, midfield was a gritty position uh, of of being scrappy and physical and tough and decisive. And, you know, you got to be a little angry in there sometimes. And he just doesn't seem to have those type of traits, uh, the, the stick-to-itiveness, quite frankly, the, the anger, the, the, the hyper-competitiveness, that doesn't, that doesn't ooze from Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Elegance, sophistication, uh, ease on the ball, uh, sure, but those things do not a champion make necessarily. I, also, I, 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 just, I just don't think he's good enough. Just flat out don't think he's good enough. I, I, and I don't think he's going to be wearing blue for much, much, much longer. And with with that, I want to share something with you, which I did not mention earlier. And this just speaks to more, you know, we've been really excited on recent casts. We've had a lot of news about the club, about how Todd Bowley's building out the front office, about you know what the vision is about the satellite clubs and how we're going to bring in and develop talent. And I am still 100% on board with all of that. I, I'm excited about where our futures what that's going to look like as things stand out. Do you, are you familiar with who Simon Phillips is? Fill me in. All right. So Simon, th- there's very few people in the football journalism realm that i like to pay attention to mainly because every little dramatic thing, any little whim just gets blown out of proportion, right? Sure. S- Simon Phillips is a fairly dedicated Chelsea writer who tends to keep things fairly straight and narrow. So this was reported and says, this is from a top source. A lot of the players are just unsettled at Chelsea. Some are unhappy with life in London and at the club in general. Some want out immediately, which we already know. Some of the older players who've been here a while are frustrated with staff constantly changing. So, you know, change is a common man. And I don't think it's a bad thing. It's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a painful season. We're going to have to grind this one out. Hopefully, somehow, some way, we'll be able to scrap to the top four. I know it doesn't look good, but maintaining Champions League status moving forward as we're trying to rebuild this and as we're trying to recruit top-level talent is kind of essential. So that's like my fingers crossed, Hail Mary prayer. But the way we've done business hmm. for years now has not been effective. Right. We've been, as fans, we've been able to enjoy some unbelievable moments. Right. So some things that, you know, just jubilant moments that, frankly, a lot of them have come out of nowhere. And that's all great. Um, I think we're looking to build something that's more sustained. But if you think about what's just happened over the last year, man, dude, we had a Russian oligarch owner. I have nothing against Roman Abramovich, but. Look at the turmoil that was in and around this club with assets being freezed, with players not knowing what the hell was going to be going on. Not getting your, paid. You're not I mean, getting paid. We have our Champions League skipper who these guys, I don't know if there was issues in the in the locker room or what have you, but I think there were a lot of guys, and 
Then you look at a guy like Aubameyang, who we brought in, who was definitely looking to play with him. And then that goes. So, I mean, it's just a rocky ground that these players are, are dealing with. And then you get guys going out of position with the new guy, a lot of head scratching things. So there's a lot of reasons to complain about these acute issues short term. You know, the reality of this situation is, is that it's time to do things a little bit differently. And it's probably time for certain people to move on and to have a bit of an overhaul. Hopefully we can maintain our standing as we're getting there. But um, I read this and I was like, you know, this speaks volumes to what is going on here and maybe why we're not seeing the product out on the field that we may have, that we may expect, even though we are not fully loaded. I mean, that, that is an interesting, um, you know, commentary. We are standing on gravel a lot more than we are on concrete right now. uh, For, for sure. A lot of loose stone down there. Um, you know, granted, and the and the injuries are an easy excuse, you know, for for the situation. But you know, getting getting taken over in the midst of the markets, in the midst of you know COVID and the you know the whole thing, uh, the, the timing wasn't exactly great. But you know, the transaction is done. Uh, Todd Bowley owns the team. I know a lot of people uh, are are you know pointing certain fingers now, but I do agree that in certain ways this is this may be a little bit of a reset. But to to points we've made on earlier cast, we have seen this movie before. It's yeah. not as though because you don't finish in the top four that it's a complete death sentence. And I know that a lot of Chelsea fans think that because we feel like it's an entitlement and it's a right. Um, and, you know, God bless us for having the ability to think that way. But, I mean, even look at Arsenal. Haven't been in, you know, haven't yeah. been in Europe. Certainly haven't had much success. Haven't lifted a cup, you know. I've had some, you know, Europa League success, but they're sitting, you know, in, a, in an interesting position, and that's due to the cohesion and the commitment to the management and the commitment to the the team style of play and what they're trying to accomplish over there. And I think right now it's hard to to change the wheels on the tires while you're in the middle of running the race, and that's what yeah. you know Chelsea's trying to do right now. Uh, yeah. And when you're riding 200 miles an hour, playing on four fronts. Uh, you know, in big, big competitions. And we still advance out of our Champions League group uh, in the grand scheme of things. Chelsea fans, granted our Premier League status is not where we want it to be, but we don't have a whole, whole lot to complain about. I mean, yeah, you could throw United in that bucket too, right? You know, you're talking about one of the most winningest franchises of all time. You know, this was the epicenter of football was Manchester United, and they've been in the doldrums for forever. So, you know, every once in a while, this thing has to happen. I hope that ours is quick, and and that's why I am excited about the decisions that we're making from an organizational standpoint, because I think that's going to allow us to assess what we have, keep certain key components, move on from things that don't work, and figure this out and piece it together moving forward. So I, again, I'm, I am very optimistic about our future. I think there's going to be a lot of great times ahead. But we're going to have to just try to figure this thing out this year. Uh, one quick fact about what you just said about United. Um, the last time United won the Premier League, Robin Van Persie was on their squad. Yep. So just think about that. Yep. <laughs> okay. We uh, uh, Listen, this is going to be a little bit of a wrecking ball rebuild, I think. And it's okay. It's okay. It has to happen. So... Believe, believe. To use my least favorite term, 
to to use my least favorite term, it is what it is. Um, That being said, uh, we got predictions. We always make them. What do you got tomorrow? My prediction. So we're going to lose. And I think we are going to lose. I think we're going to lose 3-0. Oh, 3-0. 3-0. Keeping a clean sheet for them. I I have a similar result. I think it's going to be a three one loss. Uh, I think we will we will get one. I think it'll it'll be Raheem Sterling or perhaps your boy Armando uh, getting getting a goal. Somebody uh, contributing up front. But uh, I, I I see three one to Manchester City. It's unfortunate, but <laughs> it's looking that way. It's it is looking but, that way. But but you know what? What whether we are whether we're we're lean. Or we're uh, sitting pretty. I still love the football club just the same. It's uh, it's hard to talk about things that are that are difficult because no one wants to see uh, their clubs falling on hard times. But that's what the that's what the Premier League is: bumps and bruises. It's uh, it's a very difficult place to be unless uh, you know you got that oil money. And um, right now we're we're dealing with some of that American cash. So hopefully uh, you know Chelsea can continue to. To build off of the uh, success of some of the other bully-led organizations and uh, lead us back to the promised land. But um, if you've got anything else to say, Jay, say your piece now. I think we got through it, buddy. I think we are yeah. good. Pray, pray for the living. So, everybody, we uh, we certainly appreciate the continued support. Thank you for everybody that's listening to us. Uh, we appreciate Chelsea Football Club up the Chels. Uh, Have a great night, everybody. We'll uh, definitely be back with another review of the game tomorrow night, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Have a great night. Thank you.